Hello to all of you worms out there, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Worm Burner Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and for this week, I wanted to change the pace up a little bit. I wanted to actually go over something that uh, may not be well-known when it comes to newer people into this world of soccer, uh, but I definitely think that a episode is worth this topic. And so the topic we are going to be covering this week is going to be promotion and relegation. So uh, as well as at the very tail end, I'm just going to empty my mind out on this uh, and just talk about the overall aspect of maybe United States soccer and just being a part of maybe this pro- promotion relegation type mindset. Uh, so before I get started into the episode, uh, if you have not already, go to our Facebook page. It is facebook.com forward slash the worm burner podcast. And then if you have not already, check out our website as well. It is the wormburner podcast.captivate.fm. So again, that website is the wormburner podcast.captivate.fm if you have not already done that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode going over promotion and relegation. All right, so for this episode, uh, for episode 14, we're going to be going over promotion and relegation. And I know that for some of you that are listening, this is terms that you've never heard before. Or maybe you've heard of it and you just haven't explored that deeply into what these terms mean. Uh, But for the outside world, uh, outside of the United States, I mean, uh, when it comes to the realm of soccer, promotion and relegation is not an uncommon term. So uh, for this, I wanted to dive into this. And so promotion... Uh, or actually, let's go ahead and start with relegation. That is a little more simpler for me to actually uh, start with. So for the MLS, let's just say that uh, for this example that Orlando City and a uh, team from the West, the LA Galaxy, were the worst teams uh, in the MLS for the 2020-2021 season. Um, so what relegation means is those two teams or three teams, it, it depends on which league you're in because, uh, based off the country, it depends on how many teams are in. So like, for example, uh, England has 20, whereas I'm pretty sure, uh, larger teams or larger leagues, uh, have anywhere between 18 to 24 teams. Um, so it, it really depends on who and which country has the allotted amount of teams in which league. But anyways, regardless, I'm getting on a, a tangent. So the two worst teams, uh, the LA Galaxy and the Orlando uh, City Lions, just for this example, uh, they are actually kicked out of the MLS. So that is what relegation is. They are kicked out of the league that they are in and demoted to the league below. So in this particular instance, it's the USL Championship. I'm unsure if they are recognized as the second division in the United States, but I hope that at least within the near future, we do make it the official second division in the United States. But I digress. The USL Championship is where they would be relegated to. So simply put, two teams or three teams based off of season results are kicked out of the league or the lowest amount of points by the end of the season because as we had stated in episode, I believe it was either one or two, when it comes to a league format, 
teams gain points based off of wins and draws. So one point is for a draw and three points is for a win. But losses, of course, have zero points allotted to these teams. And so the team with the lowest amount of points at the end of the season gets kicked out of the league. It's called relegation. Now, when it comes to the actual mindset and just a very brief description before we continue on to promotion, this is an area that I feel would very much benefit the United States. And again, we'll get into uh, the specifics after promotion. So promotion is, so let's take that subsequent USL championship. The two best best teams in the USL championship get promoted to the MLS. They get to perform in the MLS. So let's say the Louisville City uh, team or Louisville City gets to go against uh, the LAFC. So it's just one of those areas where you don't really see it happening here in the United States, but it happens all the time in Europe and in Africa, in Asia, in South America. This is very, very common, and even in North America, uh, the actual league for the Liga MX in Mexico, promotion and relegation is there as well. Um, I feel that within the United States, this is something that it is a major setback for us. And so, to actually, now that I've actually explained that, I want to go ahead into the go ahead and talk about the mental aspect from Americans. As you see with the MLB, with the NFL, MLB, MLB uh, it, all these teams, they aren't given any negative consequences for finishing the bottom of the league. And when it comes to specific sports, I can kind of understand that because let's be 100% honest, what other country is good at, at American football? Not many. It's one of those particular instances where you don't see that much competition, at least not right now. I know that some countries are working on that, but I don't know if they're going to be any closer anytime soon. And it's kind of the same thing with the aspect of Americans towards soccer. These uh, outside countries are trying to get better at American football, the same like that America is trying to get better at soccer. And it's... It's that tangent in between of how are we going to be able to do it? Because a lot of people feel that we need to take the American way of it. Whereas you have individuals like me that don't feel like it's going to be the all-knowing answer. And the reason I say that is due to the fact of the lack of competition, at least in my opinion. Soccer is a very, very competitive sport. And when you have teams that aren't given consequences for making bad decisions, that is what, at least in my opinion, is viewed to be the uh, evolution of soccer, the reason why soccer is so uh, advanced outside of the United States. You have these bad ideas in England, like let's say, for example, you have Sheffield United, Uh, And I know for a fact that with their tactics, they uh, pushed up their center defenders a lot uh, their first season. It actually paid off, but they didn't change their tactics the second season around, and they got relegated out of the the English Premier League. 
this is a drastic example of this, but it's something that needs to be said because when it comes to the United States, if you have a bad idea, you're rewarded for it. You are coasting to the bottom of the of the league, and you are given better draft picks. You're given better players, and it's how are how why are teams being rewarded for essentially bad behavior, bad tactics, bad just a bad team in general? Why is it being rewarded? So that is one of the things, at least personally for me, I don't want to call out the players and say that they aren't trying hard enough because I know for a fact that they are. And especially when it comes to the world of soccer, it's very hard to be competitive when there is no competition, especially in the United States. Uh, not having promotion and relegation, there is a competition, of course, because you're trying to compete for, for trophies. But when you don't have something like promotion and relegation, it completely diminishes the quality of competition in general. Because, let's just say this for example, so when it comes to an actual competition and you're drafting, uh, or when you're coming all the way towards the bottom of the league, why why should they even try? They're just going to be getting a better draft pick the, the worse they get. So why should they even try? If we were to actually implement promotion and relegation within the MLS league, I feel that it would jump the quality of American players infinitely because you are having these players in, they are in a situation where if they don't perform, they are going to get kicked out of the league. And especially, again, I hate to go to a foreign league to be able to explain this, but there's no example of it here in the United States of it actually working because we don't use this system. But in England, for example, teams that are kicked out of the English Premier League or the Barclays Premier League lose an average of over a million dollars in revenue. A million. That's mental. That is crazy. That can change the difference between a good team and a bad team. And that's what American teams need to be able to have within their... Uh, within their ranks, at least in my opinion. And even to this day, there are even teams that are being relegated from the English Premier League, from the uh, from the Skybet Championship and, and leagues like that in England. Uh, and teams are going insolvent. They are completely disbanding. They're dissolving. They aren't clubs anymore due to the fact that they can't have the finances to run the club anymore. And I feel like this is kind of a at least a, a capitalist mentality when it comes to uh, soccer, but I feel like it is a correct one to being able to fix the American aspect of soccer because we need those better players. We The best way that I can explain this is ironically with a scientific term. When you put more pressure on carbon, you create diamonds. And that's what the United States needs to do, at least in my opinion. Like, we need to be able to have these scenarios where players are put in these difficult situations. It may not be something that players want to be in. I know for a fact that when it comes to English players, when it comes to Spanish players, Italian players, Russian players, anything, these players don't want to be in relegation. They will fight 
tooth and nail, clawing and grabbing, trying to get everything that they can momentum wise to get out of relegation. I mean, some teams might even deflate the balls. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Anyways, just they <laughs> they will do anything to keep their team from relegation. They will put extra time on on the pitch, being trying to refine their skills. They will they will do any means necessary. And having this mentality that we are rewarding teams for coasting to the bottom of the league, it's not helping the U.S. in soccer at all. It's not a mentality that is helping at all. And I would point towards the other leagues. What? Other country is good in, let's say, baseball, for example. Japan, yes, but what other team is good at, at baseball? Not many. It's, there's zero lack of competition, and it seems like, to me personally, the reason why we have all of these mentalities of keeping everything the same is because we're already the best at everything, or within... <laughs> Within a specific within a specific section, I will get crucified for that probably. But the moral of the story is that we aren't the best at soccer. We need to accept this, and this is something I've been preaching since day one when it comes to soccer in general here in the United States. We aren't the best, and as you've and as me and a previous guest of mine, it was uh, Mister. Uh, Tucker Green, we had a discussion over this. Americans would much rather watch the British Premier League. They would much rather watch La Liga. They'd much rather watch the Bundesliga. They would rather watch Serie A in Italy. They would rather watch these foreign leagues than their own country's league. And it's just solely due to the fact of the competition because those leagues are better than ours. And so we have this American mentality of we are great at everything. We can be great at everything. That's not what I'm trying to say is that we aren't the best uh, when it comes to particular instances like American football, considering the fact that it's American football. It's our sport, guys. Come on. Like, we're supposed to be good at it. But when it comes to other, when it comes to other sports, we aren't the best. But if we want to be the best, if we want to actually take this seriously, we can. The funding in U.S. soccer, as many sports pundits, as many analysts on ESPN, on all these different sports channels can say, we can put so much money into American soccer to make it the best in the world. The crazy thing the crazy thing, in my honest opinion, is that we aren't putting the heads together to try to make U.S. soccer the best. That is the insane part that we just aren't doing. It's We have this mentality, and we can't break it. It's, it's just insanity to me. And that's another thing that, at least in my honest opinion... We have these grand ideas and something, at least personally, that I will say, putting putting myself under the bus. We have all of these ideas of grandeur, of having these reforms for the MLS, of having these reforms for U.S. soccer. But 
how many of those ideas actually have to do with the problem? How many of them actually face the problem at hand of competition, of having these actual debates of saying America's not the best right now? We we don't want that title, but we're going to get it. We're going to fight for it. And that's something that I feel that the American mentality can change too. That even though, yes, we are the best when it comes to American football, we may be second best or the best in MLB and baseball. But we can have this mentality, this underdog mentality that we've always had as a country, at least personally for me. We've we have had this underdog mentality for a very long time where countries don't view us as superior or even equal. And that's what I want. I want to be able to be viewed as an equal within the realm of soccer. I want the United States to be equal to England. I want the U.S. to be the equivalent of France. I want, I want this nation to be good at soccer. And when it comes to these problems of not having promotion relegation, when it comes to not having these tight-knit scenarios of being a part of youth soccer, revising and, and amplifying youth soccer, that's so important. And how many of these ideas are missing that? That's just the craziest thing to me when it comes to just North American soccer in general when it comes to U.S. soccer. The youth soccer program, and this is what me and Tucker Green has, had talked about too as well. If you did not listen to that uh, interview, I highly suggest that you go back and, and listen to it because this was all discussed there, and, and now I'm going even, even into even more of a discussion into it now. The youth program within the United States for soccer is so underutilized and so, I don't want to say underfunded because it is funded very well in some areas, but it isn't funded to the potential that it needs to be. That's what I'm trying to say is I feel like within the United States, we are kind of doing everything half throttle. We aren't putting everything behind it because we don't have this, oh, we're great at this sport, so we shouldn't put everything towards that. But I feel like that we can. We have that ability to be good at soccer, and that's what I want. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point. I want the U.S. to be good, and being able to revise these things like youth soccer and being able to revise things like maybe changing the league a little bit. These are all changes that we need to talk about and to be able to improve U.S. soccer. But when I hear of committees when it comes to the United States Soccer Federation and they say, oh, we'll change, we'll change the MLS league, but nothing else is getting changed. What? Wait, what? Why? Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. What's going on here? So it's one of those things, personally, we need to be able to actually have that talk, say, hey, yo, like, what's going on here? This is getting underutilized. And at least come to get band together as a nation, band together as a group of individuals that want to improve U.S. soccer and say, hey, let's 
better utilize this particular opportunity by doing X, Y, and Z or ABC. That's the point that I'm trying to make. And with promotion and relegation, that's just one particular side of it. And personally for me, this is nothing against the MLS. Uh, ending on a positive note, the MLS has gone a very, very long ways from what it used to be. And I am extremely proud of what it has become. This is something personally, when it just personal pride of being able to say that soccer within the past couple of years has become so popular here in the United States. It's not even funny. Like 10 years ago, or better yet, even five years ago, the United States did not treat soccer the same as it does now. And I feel, I, I feel excitement. And that was something that, at least for Tucker, uh, Mr. Tucker Green, he felt that the United States lacked, is that excitement, being able to say, like, we're creating the best new talent. And this is something that, again, me and uh, Mr. Green had talked about. This is probably one of the best generations of American soccer players we've ever had, period. Now, the fact that they weren't made in the United States is a completely different story, but I digress. This is the best generation of soccer players that we have ever had, period. Long story short. And these are youth players. These are players that they have not even come close to their primes yet. What? Why are we not capitalizing on this momentum of being able to create these players being able to go over and look at these other teams in England, in Germany, in France, in Spain, in Italy. Why can't we go over to these leagues, these clubs, and seeing what they're doing and bring it back to the United States? This is insanity. Why are we not doing this? We have this American mentality of, oh, we can do it. We don't need to be able to rely on anyone else on their information of what they can do. No, that's such a load of crap. It's, why? Why is this happening? We need to break this mentality when it comes to soccer. I'm sorry. The Americans suck at soccer. I, I'll say it. It's something I don't like saying. It's something that it puts a sour taste in my mouth, but it needs to be said. We don't, we are not good at soccer, but I feel like I'm ranting. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point, uh, as always. But I really and genuinely hope you enjoyed the discussion that I've that I've posted with this episode. And just give me your overall thoughts of what you what you had in mind when it came to this on our Facebook page. It is the our I'm, I apologize. It is facebook.com forward slash the Wormburner Podcast. Uh, and again, if you have not checked out our website, it is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. And uh, let's go ahead and go to the Extra Man Advice of the Week. All right. So for the Extra Man Advice of the Week this week, we are going to be talking, uh, simply put, enjoying in soccer just in general. Just take your time and actually breathe, relax, have fun with this. This is one of the scenarios where just watching a soccer game can just be so calming, put you in a really blissful moment, is the way I, I would like to put it, is 
something personally for me, I always get a kick out of whether it's uh, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon watching the Barclays Premier League or the Champions League, uh, maybe even getting up all the way at, at 6 a.m. in the morning just to watch soccer. And I remember even pulling an all-nighter just so that way I didn't want to miss the fact that I was going to be able to see all the Premier League games that, that day. So it was uh, one of those relaxing times. And, and it's important to, as an American and as a just sports fanatic in general, just to enjoy it. That's one of the underlying factors that at least personally for me we lose the narrative when it comes to the competitiveness of soccer enjoy it also as well you can't learn you can't grow from these situations only being exposed to extremely stressful situations having fun with it being able to learn both in those stressful situations and the fun exciting relaxing situations is something that can really improve you as a player so just maybe the next time you are out and having fun just maybe even watching a soccer game just relax enjoy it not and i would always highly suggest too as well watching a soccer game when your team isn't playing that's another thing at least personally being able to watch a different game a different perspective a different style of soccer can be so influential for people mentally and being able to actually see the way that different people interpret that the game itself that's something personally uh, i enjoy to do as well being able to i i remember being able to watch the copa libertadores in uh, in south south america and it was just amazing to me being able to see that it wasn't a competition i was used to and be open to that see teams that you aren't used to watching and put yourself in that space of say hey i want to watch this team learn what and learn one thing look out and try to find one thing it may be an interesting game you never know it's something that you never ever know so uh, with that being said, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. Thank you to each and every one of you uh, listening all the way through to the end of the episode. Uh, and again, like I said, if you haven't, if you haven't liked or even seen our Facebook page, go to facebook.com forward slash the one bird podcast and check it out. Let me know what you think in the comments down below, and I will see you guys next week. And as always, stay safe, have fun, love soccer, and I will talk to you guys next week. Ciao, everyone.